I believe it's around 80% of mobile use occurs in the evening. Hmm. And you have to absolutely consider what the consumers are doing during that time. For Monday, May 20th, 2019, this is episode 35, Micro Moment Marketing with Melanie Touchstone. On average, 150 times a day, consumers experience purchase moments, research moments, and discovery moments, just to name a few. How can marketers be sensitive to these moments in the buyer journey to make our messaging more effective and less interruptive? How are brands from tires to cookies taking advantage of micro moments? Welcome to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, technology, and career. I'm Emily Bender. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast. I'm Emily Bender, and I have a special guest here with me today, Melanie Touchstone. Melanie helps fast growth businesses develop and expand their brand presence through strategic inbound marketing. Melanie has spent over a decade working closely with the innovation ecosystem, and she has a unique insight into the needs of early and middle market companies specializing in brand and channel marketing. So welcome back to the podcast, Melanie. Well, thank you so much. That's quite an introduction. (laughs) I always love being on Beetle Moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to have you back today because we're going to talk about something that you and I geek out on often, which is micro moment marketing. And that's a bit of a buzzwordy kind of term, but why don't you help our audience understand what exactly is micro moment marketing? Yeah. I mean, as marketers, we really enjoy our jargon sometimes. Um, so micro moment marketing is really just, um, it's really audience empathy. It's, it's those small occurrences throughout the shopper journey um, or the consumer journey in which consumers are ready to act. So it's really about getting into the mindset of your customer. So for example, uh, I believe it's Google that breaks it down into want to know moments. So that's when, let's say you are researching something, you're exploring, maybe you are thinking about going to Bali and you are looking at it, you're not ready to buy buy a plane ticket or book a hotel, but you want to learn more about it and you're on TripAdvisor. Um, You've got the I want to go moments. So that's going to be a much more local play, local businesses. So, hey, Emily, I want to, you know, let's go grab coffee. Um, Where should we go? Okay, let's look at what's, you know, convenient for both of us. You've got the I want to do moments. So that is probably where I I know that I use it a whole lot. that's when you're in the middle of doing something and you're not sure how to complete it or you quickly need information on it. So if you're trying to teach yourself how to sew, for example, and you are trying to figure out the right way to cut a pattern, then you quickly are looking up how to cut a pattern. So that's an I want to do moment. And then lastly, there's the I want to buy moments, which are the most coveted. Um, and that's when someone is ready to make a purchase and, um, you know, they may need help deciding it, deciding what to buy or how to buy it, but their intent is to purchase. Right. So the four, the four micro moments that you mentioned, want to know, want to go, want to do, and want to buy. And want to buy is that, that really precious moment of the purchase decision. But as marketers, we really need to be sensitive to all of these types of moments and people on average have 150 per day, according to research. And we'll link to all of these stats in the show notes at beetlemoment.com slash podcast. 
Here's an example, like Melanie, you mentioned researching a trip to Bali and leisure travelers who are smart, smartphone users, 69% of them search for travel ideas during spare moments, like standing in line or waiting for the subway. Yeah. I mean, it, the the fact is that these things are, you know, uh, we are portable people and we use portable devices. And when you are, when you think about when consumers have the time to sit or to actually search, it's not just, oh, I'm sitting at my computer, I'm on my desktop. It can be during your commute. Hopefully it's not you that's driving, but it could be on the commute. It could be waiting for somebody, waiting for a meeting to start. It could be um, on the subway, I think is a, a great example because that's when your brain is kind of turned off, especially if you're coming from, let's say, work and you're starting to think about leisure and you're wanting to start researching what your next vacation is. You know, that, that whole time and place is just as important as the moment as the micro moment itself and being able to incorporate that into your strategy um, depending on where you are targeting the consumer in the journey in their journey is so 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 important um, one example is uh, it's I believe it's around 80% of um, mobile use occurs in the evening mm. and you have to absolutely consider what the consumers are doing during that time. Are they watching Netflix and looking up uh, what they should watch next? Are they looking up uh, who the actor is in whatever show that they're seeing? Or maybe there is something like Game of Thrones that's on and they could be searching fan theories, all, all of these kind of things, depending on what it is that you want the consumer to do, you have to be cognizant of what they're actually doing in the moment that they are hunting for something. Exactly. So consumers are bombarded by content, ads, offers, emails, texts, tweets, push notifications, everything. So we have this content shock and you can't consume any more content. You're kind of at your limit. And that's from spending at least 4.7 hours a day on our smartphones, one study reported. I, mean, I think it's more than that. So how we think about capturing the attention of consumers really needs to change from the old school of, I mean, even old school digital, where you're just spraying and praying, throwing banner ads out there, not sensitive to what time of day it is, what season it is, what geo is that consumer in. And you and I were talking earlier before the show about the example from tires and how that there's a seasonal and kind of micro moment search sensitivity to that. What, what was the deal with the tire thing? Yeah, I thought um, this is something that's really fascinating. So if you're looking at um, like a, a major manufacturer um, or distributor of tires and you're looking at, um, you know, what people are going to be searching for and, and what those micro moments are that you want to target. Um, if you are, let's say that you're the consumer and you are uh, stuck in a snowstorm or it's snowing outside or you've, it's just hit winter and you are in that moment of either want to do um, or you are in that want to buy moment if you know, you're stuck on the side of the road and uh, have some time to kill. Right. So the kind of ad you would serve to somebody, like you're talking want to do, maybe I'm, I'm planning a drive and I need snow tires. So I search snow tires, but maybe I'm in the moment of having like a snowstorm in my driveway and I'm scared and there's bad weather coming in. My search would be different. It might be emergency tires or chains and having right. 
having your ads, even if it's just pay-per-click, like go back to basics, having those ads really serve exactly the need that consumer likely has based on the search terms is, is going to be a much cheaper click. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you really start thinking about what those keywords are that make sense at that in those micro moments. So using snow, for example, the person is not thinking about winter, they're thinking about snow. If they are in that want to buy kind of emergency moment, um, or they're in that want to do um, where they're trying to, to figure something out. However, if let's say they're more in the I want to know moment, um, they're preparing then they may be searching winter, winter tires. So again, that keyword and, and how you're phrasing, um, you know, what your product is and how you're describing it, that has to be part of your copywriting. Totally. So there was another brand that we, we were talking about because you, you, we love Game of Thrones. You and I have been watching that for years. <laughs> Tell us about Oreo and Game of Thrones and how does this relate? You know, Oreo is a fun brand. They've, they've done a whole lot of fun things. I think you and I have talked before about um, when the uh, lights went out in the stadium uh, during a Super Bowl game in New Orleans and they were the they immediately posted with the hashtag, you can still dunk in the dark. And that was just a, a really awesome moment. They're, they're on top of things. And you know this isn't necessarily a digital example, but they were smart enough to think through, um, you know, how can we target customers around Game of Thrones? And so rather than sort of thinking about like, you know, let's put ads out there, let's use um, all of our ads with, you know, Ned Stark in it, even though, well, I won't give away any spoilers. Um, you know, they thought about, okay, well, what are people doing when they are watching Game of Thrones? So there are watch parties. Okay, what happens when you go to a watch party? Okay, you bring snacks. Okay, you're running to the store probably on the way and you go in and, oh, there's Game of Thrones Oreos that are right at the register. I think that's sort of a brilliant moment because what you're doing is taking into context or, or really putting your product in context. And right. those Game of Thrones Oreos are hilarious because each one has a different house and I can go on and on. Um, you know, another example, a personal example that, that I have found where this has been effective is, um, so I, there is the, this, thing, this phenomenon called the Sunday scaries, um, which, you know, I think most of you, uh, if you haven't heard it, you know what it means. And that's essentially that feeling on a Sunday night when you know your weekend is over and tomorrow is Monday and you have to start everything over and you need to go to bed early and all of that. And I started playing around with that um, as a sort of way to empathize with with my audience in that basically creating posts and things like that, that reference that kind of ugh moment, but turn it around into something that's either inspirational or is uh, just relatable for the audience. And when you hit them in that time, when they're feeling that way, um, you know, it's that, that moment of time and empathy can really build more than just brand loyalty, but can drive conversions. Right, right. So it's Monday is coming. And I've seen your post. This is Instagram, by the way, everyone. So Melanie, where can people follow you to get these sun Sunday scaries? Super easy. It's touchstone marketing. On Instagram. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Sunday scaries. Something I've noticed, and this relates to micro, is 
the quality of the information or experience is more important than the production value. So again, this is the new school. It doesn't matter how much money you spent necessarily producing the post, the video, whatever it is. If it's, if it's just sensitive to that consumer's point in their journey, it's more valuable than having it look absolutely perfect and be really expensive. And you, you can see marketers succeeding with just something they made themselves. Yeah. And actually, um, the Guardian had um, a whole lot of success with this. They sat back and looked at the ROI on their shiny high production videos that they were using on Instagram, um, especially on their stories, and just realized that it was not worth it. They weren't getting um, back what they were putting into it. And so they stepped back and took more of a lo-fi approach um, and really leaned into sort of the culture of the internet because in reality the people that you're following online you're there you're on these platforms for your friends you're not on there for the brands and the content that your friends are producing does not it's typically not going to be a high quality high production video um, so they actually found that once they started generating less labor intensive more lo-fi content the posts were actually more popular and I think that's because it feels more authentic it blends in more with what they're looking for what stands out in their feeds and you know we've started to learn how to ignore brands it used to just be we are ignoring banner ads, but it's happening in our feeds too. So we've learned how to overlook the shiny because we figure that that's a brand and go to what's a little bit more lo-fi and feels like it's what your friend is posting. So brands can, brands can absolutely tap into that. You know, you never want to be, uh, overzealous or take advantage of, um, your audience, but, I think it's a breath of fresh air for a lot of companies, especially small businesses that frankly don't have the, don't have room in their budgets for $20,000 videos. Absolutely. So that's all the time we have for today. But if you want to learn more about micro moment marketing, follow Melanie and uh, follow me. I'm at Beetle Moment. Melanie, where can people find you? So on Instagram, it's Touchstone Marketing, Twitter, Mel Touchstone, uh, and then my website is melanietouchstone.com. Fantastic. Okay, well, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Hey, do you have an Amazon Echo device? Then you have to take advantage of Flash Briefing, the short daily news offering on Alexa. It's free and easy to set up. You can catch my daily briefing, the voice marketing flash briefing, Daily Beetle Moment, by going to bit.ly slash beetle flash. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash B-E-E-T-L-E flash, all lowercase. Or just search Amazon or your Alexa app for Beetle Moment Voice Marketing. My goal with this flash briefing is to fracture Alexa's rubric. Come check it out. Brought to you by our friends at Pippa. Pippa is the simplest, smartest way to share your podcast. Visit BeetleMoment.com forward slash P-I-P-P-A to get a $25 Amazon gift card when you sign up. And we thank Pippa very much for their support of the show. For more about the show or to consult with me, visit BeetleMoment.com. Tweet me at Emily Bender. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next week.